Welcome to the Awesomers.com podcast. If you love to learn, and if you're motivated to expand your mind, and heck, if you desire to break through those traditional paradigms and find your own version of success, you are in the right place. Awesomers around the world are on a journey to improve their lives and the lives of those around them. We believe in paying it forward, and we fundamentally try to live up to the great Zig Ziglar quote, where he said, you can have everything in your life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. It doesn't matter where you came from, it only matters where you're going. My name is Steve Simonson, and I hope you will join me on this awesomer journey. If you're launching a new product manufactured in China, you will need professional, high-resolution, Amazon-ready photographs. Because Simo Global has a team of professionals in China, you will oftentimes receive your listings photographs before your product even leaves the country. This streamlined process will save you the time, money, and energy needed to concentrate on marketing and other creative content strategies before your item is in stock and ready for sale. Visit simoglobal.com to learn more, because a picture should be worth 1,000 keywords. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. You are listening to episode number 83 of the Awesomers.com podcast series. And all you have to do is pop on over to Awesomers.com slash 83 to find any little details, show notes, links, and things that we talk about in today's episode. Now, today's part one of a three-part episode with the entrepreneur Andy Arnott. Now, Andy started selling on Amazon back in 2013 and hit seven figures within the first eight months. Before starting his Amazon business, he worked for the U.S. government in the aerospace industry and ran a seven-figure Android app business. We're going to talk a little bit about both those experiences. In 2015, he got his first Amazon-related SaaS product, software as a service, that got Amazon sellers reviews. In 2017, he launched AMZ Blitz, an Amazon product launch and rank company. And in 2018, he rolled out a new feature called Seller SEO, a service dedicated to helping sellers automate and optimize their Amazon businesses. He continues to sell millions on Amazon and through his coaching and software has helped thousands of Amazon sellers grow their businesses. Now, Andy's a great guy to listen to and learn from, and his origin story is, as always, inspiring and helpful to understand everybody's journey. It really is instructive and fun. Let's dive into today's episode. This is, again, part one of a three-part series with Andy right now. Hey, everybody. Steve Simonson back again with another episode of the Awesomers.com podcast series, and today we're joined by Andy Arnott. Uh, did I get that spelling or the pronunciation right? You did. You nailed it, okay. and which is funny because because I get the uh, I get the French one a lot. You know, Arnaud. They think the double T is silent and, and oh. all that fun stuff. So yeah, no, you nailed it. Good job. If it was Arnaud, I would have had no shot at it. I'm not gonna lie. So, uh, <laughs> well, uh, so that's that helps my average today. It's been running pretty pretty about fifty percent, and for the month, I would say I'm less than fifty percent. So I'm oh, well. I'm thrilled to have a, a couple uh, that I can get right. So uh, Andy, I've already read in kind of your bio and the the big picture stuff uh the, during the the read-in here tell me uh just in your own words what you where you live today and kind of what takes up your day-to-day time uh yeah so um i'm in sonoma county which is a uh, wine country if you've ever been to northern california uh it's about an hour and a half north of um of san francisco uh specifically in the town of santa rosa so uh, last year when you're watching your news and you were seeing uh, houses burn unfortunately that's uh, that's my my neighborhood um it got pretty close to us, but we uh, we were one of the really lucky ones, and uh, we escaped that. So, uh, yeah, so so that's where we uh, where we live, and day to day is uh, um, Amazon seller. 
Um, started that in uh, 20, end of 2012, beginning of 2013. Uh, still doing that today. And we, uh, we still sell seven figures. We actually got to seven figures fairly quickly, which was uh, in 2012, 2013, it was a little easier to get to, to, to that number uh, quickly. The, the uh, competition was a lot lower. But I also have, you know, a big background in in startups and technology, and and uh, so it was kind of an easy. I shouldn't say easy. It's never Amazon's never easy, but it was probably easier for me than a lot um, to kind of get into it. Um, and then uh, I also have uh, you know, software as a service. Uh, I'm a serial entrepreneur, so you know I'm I'm, I'm always doing new things. But the the uh, latest is sellerseo.com and I'm, I'm kind of going all in on it because I think it's my best project I've ever done. And, and uh, I think it's going to help a lot of people and, uh, and I, I have a blast doing it. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's a, uh, it's exciting when everything fuses together, right? Your interest you, and your experience all comes together and then you're absolutely. really passionate about it. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Good. Um, well, listen, I'm sure we're going to dive into some of that in a little bit more detail. Um, one of the things that I'm intrigued about, and it's clearly you're an early adopter on some level, right? If you like technology and you I absolutely am. Yeah. And, and, selling and Amazon I, stuff that early. Yeah, yeah. And I also kind of have a knack for, well, I shouldn't say, I, I mean, I, I'm, it's probably a lot of luck too, but I, I, I'm kind of good at seeing what's kind of what's next, like skating to where the puck is kind of thing. <laughs> um, uh, a unique hockey reference coming out of Northern California. What's happening? Uh, well, I, when you ask me about what university I went to, you'll, uh, it'll, it'll all oh, make sense. Okay. We're tying it together. I like that little, <laughs> that's a little uh, uh, foreshadowing for the audience. Out there you there. go. Yeah. A little that teaser. Sense of what's coming. Yeah. So I, I can't wait to dig in and maybe we'll do that right now uh, because I love what I call the Osmer origin stories. Where do people come from? Where do they begin? And right. it starts really from the very, very beginning of where were you born? Sure. Yeah. So this is also kind of an interesting one is I was born on Oahu in Hawaii. Uh, my parents moved to the Big Island when I was uh, about two years old. Um, I was raised on the Big Island, stayed there till, uh, till I was 18 and graduated and went off to college. So uh, yeah, I grew up in Hawaii, which is uh, pretty unique and, and very lucky. Uh, Hawaii was a, a great place to grow up in. Uh, people there, if you've ever been, of course, are, are very friendly, you know, not a lot of crime, a very big sense of community. Um, yeah, so, so that, was, uh, that was where I was, I was born and, and uh, grew up there. And, yeah, um, so, I mean, the, I can do the math on hockey. That's the heart of hockey country, really. <laughs> That's why I said it gets interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, we're still teasing that one for the future. But um, yeah. I'm curious, on you know, growing up in Hawaii, which seems like a magical place to grow up, uh, or spend any great length of time. Yeah. Uh, did you do the traditional, like go out surfing and swimming and all that kind of stuff? Or well, what? yeah, yeah. So I was lucky. Uh, my childhood home till I was about ten years old um, was um, in a town called Hilo. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's on the Big Island. Yeah. Um, and there's a uh, surf area called Honolii, and uh, Honolii is kind of world renowned. It's you know it's very well known. And uh, the neighborhood I grew up in was about a half mile walk to that beach. So we used to walk down to the end of our street. And then there was this crazy cutback dirt trail that we'd, we'd kind of cut through as kids. We'd get to the bottom. You'd have to swim across uh, the, um, there's kind of a river that goes into the ocean there. You'd swim across that to the beach and then you'd swim out to the, to the break and, and uh, catch waves. And we'd stay there till, you know, usually early evening, 530. Sometimes we'd, you know, sit on the beach and, and make little bonfires. And then, you know, it was, you know, it was different times back then where your parents just sent the kids off and didn't worry about you, you know, and, and then we'd be home by dinner. And uh, yeah, it was a, it was a pretty magical childhood, I would say. Yeah, that does sound pretty nice. Uh, I do remember the days of, uh, you know, hey, get out of the house. It's Saturday. Uh, don't come back till dinner. 
and exactly. don't really fill me in on the details. I don't exactly. Know. Yeah, times have changed, unfortunately. Yeah, it's a, a much more of an accounting. I'll need a, a point by point Google map of where you are and triple triangulate. Yeah, and here's your here's your GPS watch that you must wear That's at all right. times. And yeah. your car is is metered so you don't go over. 55 miles an hour and Ooh, i gotta get me one of those for my uh my daughter who's starting to drive uh, there you go hopefully it won't apply to me because I, I definitely like to move <laughs> so uh, all right so now you mentioned that uh your parents were there in hawaii what kind yeah. of work did they do yeah so my mom was actually a flight attendant for uh united airlines and she did that for many many years and she actually had to commute via airplane to oahu which was you know the, the hub for united back then um, and then my dad was, uh, he started out as a liquor salesman. So, you know, somebody who goes to, you know, restaurants and things like that to, to um, you know, sell beer, wine, spirits, things like that. Um, and he actually worked his way up all the way to uh, the vice presidency. And they actually offered him the, uh, the, the main gig, but that would have taken us to, the, uh, to Oahu, the bigger island. Uh, well, not bigger in landmass, but more people. And he really enjoyed his the Big Island, the slow pace, and uh, you know raising kids there. So he said, "No, thank you." Um, but uh, yeah, he ended up in, in a kind of a sweet job. I, at the end of his career, I joked, you know, I told him, "So you get paid to go golfing and take people out drinking?" I said, "Oh, that must be hard." <laughs> yeah, particularly in the liquor business. I'm exactly. Sure that, yeah, and in Hawaii, and in Hawaii, nonetheless, where you got some of the best uh, food and, and golfing, you know, in the world. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, that's yeah. a sounds like a real challenging environment. I, I yeah. know. That those guys have to work and so forth, but that's a pretty good gig uh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, so absolutely. how about any uh, siblings? Uh, anybody running around? Uh, yeah, um, yep. I have, a, I have a sister um, and she lives in the Midwest and uh, she actually ended up being a flight attendant as well as well uh, for American Airlines. So Fascinating. Uh, she yeah, we, we've got kind of a big aviation uh, background and, and when, you know, um, when you hear more of my story, you'll, I was in the aviation industry as well before I started doing all of this, but um I, uh, uh, my cousin's a, a pilot as well and things like that. So, so yeah, I grew up, you know, grew up in Hawaii, uh, enjoyed that. And then, um, and then, uh, my parents were, um, my mom was a flight attendant, but she was always, you know, pretty entrepreneurial. She used to take, I remember, uh, she would grow orchids and then take them to Japan. Cause she was, you know, she'd fly to Japan a lot and then sell the orchids there and make a, a nice profit. Um, and then she also had a craft store at one point. Uh, my dad was also fairly entrepreneurial, you know, fireworks in Hawaii is kind of a, a big thing. And, and, uh, at one point we had fireworks stands and I remember being in high school and helping him with that. And, uh, so it was, yeah, we, I mean, we kind of had a, a little bit of, a the entrepreneurial spirit going through, uh, you know, through the family as well. That's fascinating. I, I really, it is interesting because, uh, you know, being on the Island, I think having that, that, uh, ability to fly and get off the Island basically seems yeah. like a pretty nice advantage, right? We love the Island. We love to be there, but being absolutely. Able- well, yeah. So growing up with my mom being a flight attendant. Yeah. I mean, we got to go, uh, you know, when I was growing up, we went to the mainland a lot, uh, cause we had family all over. So, you know, we had, we had family in Jersey and, uh, you know, in California, um, and just kind of uh, Florida all over the country. So, um, you know, we'd go there, we'd go to, I remember going to New Zealand when I was like 13 years old, still one of my favorite places. I've never been back one of these days soon. Um, but yeah, we got to travel a lot. So we, we were kind of lucky in that sense, you know, my mom being a flight attendant, that kind of worked out nicely living in Hawaii, but still being able to, to uh, get off the Island and, and uh, see and do things. Yeah. 
It's a good combination, I think, uh, to yeah. be able to have that island life, but to be able to kind of plug back in where you want to. Absolutely. Yep. And then I really enjoyed my dad being in the liquor business when I was in college. That was the other one. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, thank you for saying college. Because, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, I'm sure that that uh, had some good times behind it. So uh, before we kind of break into the rest of your origin story, let's uh, take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about university, maybe get a clue as to uh, the hockey connection. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're going to do that right after this. Hey, everybody. I wanted to share another awesomer hero with you. This hero is found on iTunes in the review section with a five-star review from Howie Rules. The title is Knowledge is Equity. And the review goes on to say, I met Steve at a lunch table at ASM4 in 2015, and he changed my life with his advice and mentorship after that. This podcast is a continuation of that mentorship, and it's a must-listen for all entrepreneurs, especially e-commerce folks. Now, I won't disclose your identity, but I know who you are and because I remember that lunch table in 2015. And I really just want to say a big thank you. You are my hero. I appreciate the, the shout-out and the sharing that uh, review on iTunes. Uh, those reviews, in fact, are quite helpful to us. And I appreciate your, your kind words. You know, if, if this podcast and anything else that I do is additive to entrepreneurs and awesomers around the world, then that just makes my day. I'm thrilled about it and I love to see it. And I hope those of you out there listening will consider taking a moment and let us know how we're doing. Uh, I love the five-star reviews, obviously. My feelings are hurt if it's below that. But to be honest, if we earn less than that, then go ahead, let us have it and tell us how we can do better. I'm all about trying to deliver something of true value. And uh, best of all for you, the price, pretty good. It free is hard to beat. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. And here we are back again, everybody. Steve Simonson joined by Andy Arnott. I'm going with Arnott instead of Arnaud, but uh, it could have gone either way. We'll find out why here in a minute. So Andy, um, so as you're coming up, obviously great life in Hawaii, enjoying yeah. the time there. Um, how about university? Yeah, so I went to the University of North Dakota from Hawaii, which everyone thought I was crazy. Um, wow. But th what there's a kind of a funny story behind that. My, uh, you know, when I graduated, my dad said, okay, uh, you know, pick a, pick a college to attend. And I said, well, I want to go to Chico because I want to study computer science. And he goes, no way. I have a friend at Chico. I know what that school's like. You can't go to Chico. And so um, I ended up, my two passions were aviation and computers. And so I ended up going with, uh, with the computers or with aviation, sorry. Um, and so I went to University of North Dakota, uh, one of the one of the top aviation schools in the country, which a lot of people don't know. It's kind of funny. Um, so I went there. I, I went to um, went to. I wanted to be a pilot, so I went and got my pilot's license. I did that. Uh, once I got my pilot's license and kind of got into um, that whole field, I, I just decided that it wasn't really for me. Um, you know, I had this vision of like Top Gun type flying, and I had actually, you know talked to some military recruiters in high school and thought about trying to go that, that way, but that didn't work out. Uh, but once I actually started flying, I was like, this is boring. This isn't, you know, this is not my, my deal. Um, someday I want to fly again, but just, you know, to go from point A to point B to make it easier to travel. But it's definitely not uh, like a passion, you know, something that I, I would want to do all the time just, just because. Um, so um, I found out that my credits transferred uh, to air traffic control. Um, so I, I ended up uh, studying that. I never actually thought um, that uh, I would actually do that as a job, um, but I graduated with the degree and um, about a year after college, uh, between there, uh, 
being done with college and then, and then, uh, you know, moving on to my aviation career, there's about a year there and I was bartending, you know, in my college town still. And, uh, but I was still super entrepreneurial. I had started businesses, you know, super young. Um, one of my first, uh, businesses in college, you know, broadband, uh, I was in college in 96 to 2001. Um, and that was kind of the, the, the adoption of broadband. And back then, you know, it was kind of hard to find broadband. So I built, a website called ISP Spider, and you could put in your address, and it would compare all the different uh, packages. Um, and then I had affiliate links that would go and, and give me a, a referral uh, for all that. So that was kind of my one of my early uh, entrepreneurial um, things. Uh, though I had tons, probably you know thirty over the years, if not more, um, all kinds of different stuff. But um, so I did that, and that was fairly successful. And then and then uh, uh, towards the end, uh, this is when hotspots were also starting to kind of be a thing. And so my business or my uh, roommate and I at the time kind of wrote a business plan. We decided we we're going to move to a suburb of Chicago, kind of near my sister, and we we're going to start a hotspot business. Well, uh, right around that same time, I ended up getting a call from the U.S. government saying, hey, we have a job for you in California. So, you know, I thought about it and uh, talked over with my parents. And of course, you know, the, 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 they want me to do the safe thing. I don't blame them at all. Being a parent of three children now, I, I don't blame my parents for any, you know, any, any care or guidance that they gave me, they were doing the best that they can, but you know, they're like, Hey, take the safe, you know, do the government job. And, uh, and so that's what I did. And in retrospect, I, you know, I probably should have done the other thing. Uh, but, uh, I am where I am today because of the steps I took and, uh, I kind of feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be. So that was, uh, that was kind of, uh, the right choice in the end. Um, so yeah, I moved out to, to California and I was an air traffic controller for uh, 13 years. Uh, during that time, though, I always had, you know, some some side business that I was working on. Um, at one point, uh, uh, you know, when I, I was a single young 20 something in California, didn't know a lot of people, um, you know, I wanted to start uh, meeting girls dating. So I got into the online dating uh, scene a bunch, ended up creating my own website. And I actually, uh, I don't know if you know, Plenty of Fish, that, that website's sure. still around. Marcus Freed was the, uh, was the, um, yeah, the, the founder of that. Yeah, it was massive. So I started competing with them. And um, I probably would have beat them if I hadn't, I, I ended up doing a big re, uh, site redesign and tried to add so many features that it broke the site. I had 100,000 members at that time. So, wow, 100,000 yeah, members. So, so I kind of shot myself in the foot on that one. But, you know, every business you start, you learn something. So I, I kind of took that lesson and, uh, and moved forward. But uh, that's just an example of, you know, one of the many things that I've, I've, uh, I've kind of done throughout the years. Uh, definitely, it's a, uh, a variety that I've heard so far. But I'm curious about the uh, air traffic control because that's 13 years. That's a pretty seems to be a, a pretty high stress environment. Uh, it is. How oh, was that? Oh, we forgot to we forgot to go to the teaser though. The, so so yeah. of course I was at North University of North Dakota, and while South I was there, Canada, essentially, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. We won the 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 college uh, national hockey championship. I think twice or three times. We we at least won it twice, and I think we might have been to the playoffs uh, like every year I was there. So I really kind of grew the the love for hockey kind of grew from that. Um, you know, winning national championships in any sport, uh, being in a small school like that uh, was was pretty amazing and awesome to be around. So. I'm sure. Um, now, I, I'm not a, uh, um, a, what are the climate guys called, a meteorologist, but yeah. I'm pretty sure North Dakota's frozen nine out of 12 months. Is that it's, fair to it's, say? It's cold. Uh, you you honestly get used to it, though. I mean, everybody thought I was crazy, especially, and I, I remember I used to have to pull out my uh, driver's license every time somebody asked me where I was from when I was going to school there. I'd say Hawaii. They're like, BS, come on, no way. So I'd have to pull out my 
until I gave had to give it up. But while I still had it, my freshman and sophomore year, I had to pull it out and be like, here you go. And they're like, oh my God, you're crazy. You know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know how big the student body is there, but I'm going to guess in the thousands. And I bet you can count on one hand, maybe one finger, how many people from Hawaii Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There were days where I'd walk out my front door and turn right back around and go back into the house and be like, I'm, it's too cold today. I'm not going to class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm checking out for today. Uh, yeah. I've definitely spent some winters in North Dakota and uh, it gets cold for sure. Yeah. I've got an idea. Let's take a commercial break and we'll be right back after this. Catalyst 88 was developed to help entrepreneurs achieve their short and long-term goals in e-commerce markets by utilizing the power of shared entrepreneurial wisdom. Entrepreneurship is nothing if not lessons to be learned. Learn from others. Learn from us. I guarantee that we will learn from you. Visit Catalyst88.com because your success is our success. A giddy up. You know, I always find these uh, origin stories to be so interesting, and this is no exception. You know, Andy's journey from the things that, you know, were working or um, even when they were working, they they still face challenges. Um, And we're going to talk about more of those challenges and opportunities that happen in the rest of our uh, episode series with Andy. Now, Andy's going to be on for three parts. This was part one of those three parts. And this was episode number 83. And all you have to do is pop on over. Uh, Ospers.com slash 83 and you can see today's show notes details and probably even a transcript produced by our talented team. Thanks for listening. We are thrilled that you're here and uh, we hope that you're finding extraordinary value in every episode. Well, we've done it again, everybody. We have another episode of the Awesomers podcast ready for the world. Thank you for joining us and we hope that you've enjoyed our program today. Now's a good time to take a moment to subscribe, like, and share this podcast. Heck, you could even leave a, a review if you wanted. Awesomers around you will appreciate your help. It's only with your participation and sharing that we'll be able to achieve our goals. Our success is literally in your hands. Thank you again for joining us. We are at your service. Find out more about me, Steve Simonson, our guest, team, and all the other Awesomers involved at awesomers.com. Thank you again.